Hello beautiful people, thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Whether you're a first time listener or a long time listener, all the same, it is greatly appreciated. And thank you for your constant, constant support. Apologies in advance for the radio silence just over a week or so, I think. Maybe even pushing two weeks since the last podcast episode. Been a crazy old whirlwind, had a lovely wedding to attend, which was really, really delightful. Um going to be a guest on the show, on the podcast, sorry, in the next few weeks from said wedding, so eyes and ears on that one, but no spoilers just yet, and of course, Bank Holiday in the UK, which was glorious, nice bit of sun, it's been miserable since, but we're back on the podcast talking about films like we always do, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about Air, directed by Ben Affleck, written by Alex Convery, starring Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis as well, just to name a few that's in there. And to be honest with you, like when I saw the trailer, I thought this looks like a really good feel good film, or at least I was intrigued to see how it would play out. And and, not, and in contrast to that, because it's a film about trainers at, at the end of the day. Let's be let's be frank. It's a it's a it's a film about the origins of the Air Jordans and the contract that Nike obviously put on the table for Michael Jordan to sign in the midst of the whole negotiations that Michael Jordan was having with everyone and everyone. Converse, I did ask, la did I did So I was intrigued how they were gonna well, how the film was going to play out, as in in the sense of how are you going to make it gripping for an hour and 40, do you know what I mean? And to be honest with you, like in the cinema, the, the time absolutely flew. Like I really did enjoy this film. Now, most of my friends as well <laughs> will know that I'm not really the biggest fan of Matt Damon. Actually, like my friend I went to see this with, one of them was like, as soon as he realised Matt Damon was starring this, he was like, well, you're going to absolutely hate it then, which... I don't want to like give a disservice to Matt Damon because I know there's fans of him and such out there, but I, I just, I've never been overly fussed of him uh, and that's me putting it nicely. But I will say that this is one of the very, uh, this is the first Matt Damon film I've seen in a very long time where I really did enjoy and, and was, you know, ca- like captivated by his performance. At the same time, I thought all in all, everything around and surrounding this film was really, really great. Like I said, the aesthetics, the 80s aesthetics, the script itself was really tight. And as I say, for an idea or for a concept of a film based around a trainer and a trainers and a trainer contract, we should say, I I I think they did a bang up job with it, and I think Ben Affleck as well. Like I really like Ben Affleck as a film director, like really really do. I think there's something about his films. Like I say, I love his work with Argo. I absolutely love Argo, uh, The Town as well, and I think this is just another solid one to add to that. So I have a lot of praise for this film, if I'm being honest. And that's what we'll be talking about in this particular episode. Obviously, the episode is available on Apple, Spotify. Google Podcasts, everywhere you get your podcasts fixed from, of course, just to hit notification. Like and follow all that jazz to be notified when new episodes are uploaded. Jump onto these socials as well and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Search your blogs about films into the social front there and you'll find the page. So, uh, 1984, while sports shoe giants Converse and Adidas dominate the world of basketball, scrappy upstart Nike struggles to make an impact. That is until brash executive Sonny Vaccaro has an idea to woo just one player, up-and-coming court star Michael Jordan. Now, with this film, it's one of those where... Well, with with most of my reviews, I should say, I don't really dive into spoiler territory, but with this one, it'll be a little bit difficult because we know the outcome of this film, to be honest with you. We know that, obviously, the Air Jordan is a classic shoe, everyone. They're, they're massive, aren't they? Like We get to see, how, well, we know how much they make, and they're still making money. To this very day, they're a very, very good trainer. I don't think I've actually ever owned a, a pair of Air Jordans. I say a fair few of my friends did when we used to play basketball, this and that, but 
and I say when we play basketball, I think I played basketball about three times, <laughs> and that's about it. But I say the, the actual trainers themselves, I've never actually owned a pair, but I was really intrigued with this. And I think if I'm being honest with the film, it was more so because Ben Affleck was attached to it. And again, probably because of my love for Argo, I felt like he could really make the best out of this film, you know what I mean, in terms of real-life story, real-life sports drama, we should say, as well. And just flesh that, like flesh it out, and I say flesh it out without any fat. That's the beauty of this film as well, is is that it's an hour and 40, but as I stated at the start of the podcast, you don't sit there and you don't think, God, Bennett's is going on for a while, it's dragging it slow, blah, blah, blah. Like I was hanging off every 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 sequence, and I think that's credit to the script writer as well, that being Alex Convery. I think he's done a really good job, as I say, we, was, we were saying all afterwards that he just didn't feel like anything was just out of place or at least could have been cut because everything worked so well there's some really great performances in this film as i say matt damon being obviously the the main star of this you really like this kind of like one-man crusade to get the star that he wants like he's got obviously all these names that he could pitch for nike have got a certain budget to get two or three players to sign up for them but all the top top players they're all going to the likes of adidas and converse because well nike trainers in the 1984 in 1984 in this particular time they were they just weren't good for basketball. They were good for everything else, like running this and that. Like Ben Affleck's character, who plays the CEO of of Nike, he's like running is the future. Basketball is dead. Ben Affleck plays Phil Knight, who I, I did quite like him in this character. It's quite materialistic in the sense because he works obviously he works for for Nike and such. But he's really I don't know, like he's not one to part with his money lightly, or at least invest into someone just one player, for example. Like he doesn't want to be throwing two hundred fifty k. Uh, Michael Jordan, he wants to be getting like three players or whatever. But I think that the actual, his viewpoint throughout most of this film until it's getting to the nitty gritty is that basketball is not going to be the future. It's going to be everything else. Basketball is just a dying breed. Whereas you've got that kind of conflict between him and Sonny. That's Matt Damon's character who knows that, that not only that basketball is not dead, but also that Michael Jordan is going to be a superstar. There's some real great interaction between the two of them. It's nice to see those two working together because obviously they have a very good friendship, but also really good to see this kind of like friction between the two. Like There's some very heated conversation between the two of them in the boardroom, in the meeting room, because of their, well, the two complete polar opposite characters. Surrounding them as well, obviously, you've got Jason Bateman as Rob Strasser. Rob Strasser's character is the more human of the bunch, I would say. Like, he's got a lot on the line if this goes tits up, you know? So, like, I did like, I quite like Jason Bateman's bringing, bringing Matt Damon down to the ground a little bit more because, obviously, Matt Damon's kind of flying as high as Michael Jordan can in, on the court, you know, this and that, whereas Jason Bateman's a little bit more like, well, let's try to think realistically and rashly here before we do dive in, do this and this and this. Even though we know the outcome, we're still kind of hanging off every single sequence and every single scene that was going on, basically, is what I'm getting at. Like, I did really find that it was captivating, it was enthralling, and like I said, the performances on the story itself, just, I was waiting for, like, you know, to, to just to see it all work for them, because we know it does work eventually, we know it all goes through and it all works out, but I think that there's such a charm about Matt Damon's character, Sonny, that you're always rooting for him all the way through, like, you know... You, well, we know now in hindsight it's a wonderful thing that he was right from the get-go, that Michael Jordan was going to be an absolute, and is still an absolute superstar, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy to think that there were people actually doubting Sonny Vaccaro at this point, you know? It's easy, to, it's easy to see why loads of other companies were after him, such as Adidas and that, but, like, the actual determination, as I say, this one-man crusade and belief, obviously, in Michael Jordan and what he can do, not only for for Nike but with with Nike in his career is a huge driving force of this film and that obviously brings me very nice as well to Viola Davis who plays Dolores Jordan who is obviously the mother of of Michael Jordan in this I thought that Viola Davis of course of course she was amazing in this she really did 
just absolutely nail this this role you know she was almost like the bodyguard of her son like she was not going to be charmed by people just saying what they what they want to hear she wants to know what is best for her son and she plays this role absolutely bang on like she was very very good it's also really great to see chris tucker like i can't remember the last time i saw chris tucker in a in in a, in a big film you know i like well just in the film in general i think that i read it's about seven years i think since his last film so I, again, like the energy that Chris Tucker brought in this film. Really good, bounced off and back and forth. And again, this whole kind of like, this dynamic between all these main players of the film, you know, you, you, you Ben Affleck, you Matt Damon, you Jason Bateman, you Chris Tucker's like, everything absolutely works. And then a particular shout to Matthew Mayher as well, who plays uh, Peter Moore, who actually designed the shoe. And there's an argument of who came up with the name Air Jordan, but I'm going to go with that chap because uh, I really liked his character. I thought it was a nice, like, quirky little character. Uh, Marlon Wayans is in this as well, and this is one of the things that I really liked in the film because Ben Affleck in this, in terms of direction and, 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 and cinematography aspect, this and that, or shots, I should say, there are long takes in this, like some great long tracking takes where we'll follow them from like the canteen back to their office, but we just it's just all one take and one long, you know what I mean? Like It's just, just tracking as, as, as they walk and such and chat. But there was some really like in and out of focus sequences that I were really, really just a big fan of that like I don't know, like he's having this really intense conversation with Marlon Wayans, obviously just before he's kind of gonna throw it all at Michael Jordan and be like, look, I'm gonna go for him, I'm gonna go for him, you know, this being Matt Damon and Marlon Wayans is telling the story. And while they're talking, the camera like kind of keeps very, very fast and dashingly, I should say, like goes in and out of focus like it zooms in zooms out out of focus zooms in out and, and it was doing this all the while but like kind of focusing either on matt damon's face or the side profile of marlon wayans and such and the way that i was kind of saying that is interpreting like the 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 it's almost like the fuzziness like that matt damon like nothing else really matters in this moment is that whatever marlon wayans is saying to him he's taking it on board and it's only a driving determination to then go and get Michael Jordan. It was like obviously that's where his focus was. It's kind of like you know when you've had a drink and you want to just just let you know, you've you've had a, maybe one or two drinks and next thing you know you just kind of like wafted away willy nilly. You're going to say what you want this and that. I kind of got that vibe from it as well. And there was something that was really cool and really clever that I thought Ben Affleck did with the film itself and the cinematography because like like the, the this in and out of focus that it happens a couple of times, but I, I noticed it very much very much more so in this moment. It was very quick and uh, yeah, very very effective. But like I say, this film to say it is just solely about creating a trainer and getting Michael Jordan to sign for night, which we know does inevitably happen. I did really, really, really enjoy this film. Like it, it, it was one of those where it's a low scale film. Obviously, I can't imagine the budget was massive for it. But like, I love these kind of films where it's like it, it just goes to show basically that you don't need your huge green screens, you don't need huge amounts of CGI or massive, massive budgets for explosions, blah, blah, blah. If you've got a good story and a good set of performers, the film is going to be an absolute success. And that, for me, is what Air is. It is a big success. Like, it is easily, again, going straight up to one of the best films I've seen this year. And I'm really, really looking forward to re-watching this because it's going to be on Amazon Prime very soon. I'm all for re-watching this, absolutely. I thought it was really good. And I would definitely give this a strong 8 out of 10. So, yeah, I, I, it's one of those where I'm going to recommend checking out. Like I've, I was texting like family members last night being like, I've just got out from seeing Air. I really think you should watch it. It's a very good tale. I say this this whole, you know, passion like for 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 Sonny's character, you know, Matt Damon to to, to not only love basketball, like he loves he, he sleeps and breathes basketball, but he knows everything. You know what I mean? Like he knows who which player's good, this and that. Like there's board meetings, interactions where people are just saying we should sign this, we should sign them, and he's like, why, why, why should you sign them? Like, what what is it you like about this person? Like, whereas with Michael Jordan, he sees everything and the potential this guy has, and that's why he wants to fit the shoe around him. 
it is really it is really good. It's really, really, really great film. And a nice like kind of feel good film because it obviously all works out for everyone. And then you get to see obviously the the, the stuff like that came on the back of this deal, you know, what what happens with, with the life and stuff of all of these characters. I would say that if I was to nitpick a little bit for this film is that I thought it was really interesting that Ben Affleck decided not to actually have um well, we have an actor playing Michael Jordan, but we don't see him. Like, we we do and we don't. Like, he doesn't really have any dialogue. I think he has one line in the film, and everything and everything is kind of like, we're just kind of cutting away from him all the time, or it's like the back of him that we see, or like, you know what I mean? It's just very interesting approach. I'm not really sure why they did that. I think that maybe they, maybe it was like, well, the story is about the shoe, not, I don't know, it's really weird, but that, that's me if I was nitpicking, you know what I mean? Um, the other thing I really quickly want to say that I forgot about and I'm surprised I've not mentioned already is that A, the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal, like it's incredible, like 80s dream, uh, but not like overkill, you know, like when you see films that are like, oh, it's set in the 80s, so let's throw all the classics. Like I'm not saying it's got every single classic that's in there. There are some that you'd be like, oh yeah, this is grand, but there are also like, it's just a great feel, vibe, you know what I mean? Like the soundtrack is banging. The opening as well, the opening montage that you see is just absolutely wonderful like i don't think i'm gonna see a better opening montage in a film for the rest of the year for for years like that for me was like one i mean i wasn't born in the obviously i'm a 90s kid but i still love the 80s and, and this and that and, and everything that was there and kind of wish sometimes i could just well of course i wish i could go back in time and see what the 80s was like and just kind of they'd be there for a moment or two or whatever but like i feel that they got the vibe of it really right and the whole film followed suit really because the like i said the aesthetics the 80s vibe it is really, really prominent throughout, but it's not overkill. I need to stress that, that they get it nailed on. Because it's like at times where like you see, it's like since Stranger Things came out and since obviously the, the, the 80s feel really went like popular, should we say, a lot of films are doing it. Like, you know, like Bumblebee, remember that, that film that came out? Like I felt that that, that, was, that was a decent enough film, but like it's just sometimes like with films like that, they think, well, the only way to get people listening or get people checking us out is if you have a really good soundtrack or if we make it really, 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 really 80s. Whereas I feel like this is just like the stripped back approach, but with the right amount of 80s as it can be, you know what I mean? Anyways, I'm waffling. 8 out of 10 is air. I would very much recommend people check it out because it's a very, very, very good film. And to be honest with you, I spoke about this film a lot longer than what I thought I was. I thought it was going to be a really, really quick podcast, to be honest with you. But yeah, it really is great. And it's uh, a surprise package. I, I would say a surprise package, but I had faith that it was going to be decent enough because Ben Affleck was in the director's chair. And I really like him as not only as an actor, but as I stated earlier, I like him as the director. Right then, I'm going to leave it there. There's going to be lots more coming up on the podcast. A few more revisits coming your way, so don't miss that. Keep up to date with the socials, all that jazz. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Until the next episode, take care.